The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perrot columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up again with Alex Passmore, Managing Director of WA Gold and Nickel Explorer slash developer, Rocks Resources. The company trades under the code RXL or Romeo X-Ray Lima to be sure. Alex will bring us up to speed today on how 2021 is shaping up for the company. Listeners will remember that we had Alex on back in June last year when Rocks was a two and a half cent stock. It's now trading at 3.6 cents for a market cap of about 75 million. As it was, the market started to get on board with the Rocks story back around when we last spoke to Alex, as the Grace discovery had just been confirmed as a significant high grade load at the group's historic UNMI project in WA. More than that, Grace opened up a whole new exploration fairway at you and me in you and me granites remembering that there's already an existing 1.2 million ounce resource in established mineral styles at the project you and me produced 667,000 ounces of gold from open cut operations between 1987 and 1993 when the gold price was all of us 400 dollars an ounce it's owned 70 percent by rocks who manages a joint venture with axx listed venus metals corp now, last time we caught up with Alex, I mentioned the group's advanced Fisher East nickel assets. There's been some news on that nickel front earlier this week, which I'll get Alex to expand on in a moment, as well as uh, some interesting stuff out of MET test work on the Grace find. With that, I'm going to say good day to Alex and welcome him back to the podcast. Hi, Alex, and thanks for your time today. G'day, Barry. Pleasure to be here. Hi, Alex. Uh, lots to talk about. Um, Two pieces of great news this week, Alex, uh, plans for the nickel assets and met test results from Grace. Let's take the nickel news first. What are you up to there? Yeah, sure. So Rox's nickel uh, project, um, is it, Rox has several nickel assets, but the, the flagship one being the Fisher East series of nickel deposits. So there's uh, these are located uh, about 150 kilometres uh, east of Waluna uh, in the Mount Fisher Greenstone Belt. And um, they're, they're the sort of most advanced, you know, in the package. But Rocks also owns a Collier Abbey nickel project and has interest in a joint venture to the north of Fisher East. Um, and the board uh, of Rocks, you know, throughout last year has been reviewing the nickel assets, you know, um, th- thinking about how they fit into the into the over- overall structure of the company, given that we are very busy at you and me and, and, and making discoveries there, and whether or not, you know, we can achieve um, everything that we want to achieve at the nickel deposits or whether they would be um, more value, you know, outside the current structure of rocks so um so you know look given given those um given the the advanced nature of fisher east uh you know being seventy-eight thousand tons of contained nickel in resource with a scoping study uh completed and updated in 2018 and that that shows that there's an mpv of about 79 million dollars at nickel prices lower than today's and um and it's a project that really needs 
um, a lot of attention and focus going forward. So we, we've um, decided to either spin that those assets off um, into a new company that will be demerged and given back to Rock shareholders uh, with a you know with a separate budget and 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 a, mm-hmm. and a, and a new management team. Or alternatively, we are in discussions with various potential with potential trade buyers. So you know we're running a we're running a parallel process. You're right. So I guess the long and the short of it is, you seem to uh, think that the nickel assets or the value of the nickel assets aren't properly valued. Reflected. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. That's right. So, so Rocks is trading at about a seventy million market cap with nine million in cash and receivables. So, um, at, at about a, a sixty million dollar EV. Uh, and if you if you look at us compared to um, our uh, peers in the gold development space alone, we're trading at about half um, what they are in terms of uh, EV per ounce. So the average is about a hundred and 44 and we're trading at about 70 dollars per ounce uh and then that that's before you even take into account the um the, the nickel assets so you know if we, you reduce our ev further to take account of the nickel assets it, you know we, we trade on about a third of, of what our peers are so um uh, the, the board's view and my view is that you know we're, we're trading very cheaply um and um you, you know without Without the nickel assets being recognised, um, but we we to unlock the value that's in the company and in the company structure, you know, and to give the nickel assets their own life and highlight the value that's there, um, you know, a, a, an option is to well, the strategy is to sell them all or spin them off. Now, traditionally, uh, nickel and gold as a combination, uh, nice offsetting uh, yeah. trading patterns. Uh, we can all go back to WMC, of course, with its gold and nickel uh, held them in good stead. Stead for many, many years. The I was just wondering what the feedback. I know it's only early days yet, but what's the feedback from your shareholders? Are they supportive of the move? Are you getting people saying, "No, don't get rid of the nickel just yet"? Yeah, so I think pe- people are waiting to see more details. So, so so far, it's well, okay. If, if you can sell it, you know, agree. It's not getting a lot of value in the current structure. Um, <laughs> what's the what? What sort of price are you going to get for it? Or or um, what? Um, you, you know what? What's the structure of the demerger? And we're, we're just we're not in a position to you know go public on that yet because mm-hmm. it's still subject to confidentiality and and um, you know and, and it's just the, and the documents aren't well the structure isn't quite finalised given you know we're waiting for several balls to drop so um, so I can't you know without that information it's a, it's a bit uh, hard to say but the I, I think shareholders would reward a good deal. Um, and we wouldn't do it unless it's a good deal, and we'll we'll do you know the, the right thing by shareholders, absolutely, you know, by that for them. Now it is a good combination. Nickel and gold do trade, you know, opposite each other um, quite often. I, I completely agree with that sentiment. And um, the 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 this case though is more about unlocking value just for rocks because you know we are trading below par in 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 my mm. view anyway, um, and, and so. Whilst if you're, you know, a large company and you've got counter-cyclical earnings um, coming from both, you know, that's fantastic. But um, when we've got two development projects, one in You and Me Gold Project and one in Fisheries Nickel Project, um, you know, it, we're probably trying to do, you know, a lot with limited resources, um, you know, and, and not getting the valuation that we deserve. Okay. Now, given your uh, 
long uh, history in both equity and capital market experience, floating companies, raising money for companies, etc. Um, I guess it's going to be a smooth, smooth and quick process with this nickel. Um, well, we we hope so. We hope so, Barry. So, um, so the 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 current nickel, um, the, 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 the current nickel companies listed, and there aren't there aren't that many. Mm. Um, Certainly not with a resource like that. Yeah, that's right. So seventy eight thousand tons of contained nickel metal at two at almost two percent nickel, one point nine percent nickel, is um you know is, is actually you know puts it on about the fifth biggest independent nickel sulphide resource in Western Australia. Mm. So, um, you know, it's it's actually quite a it's a decent it's a you know decent sized project and up there in the rankings. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that, look, the projects are trading equities are trading on about one times NPV in the nickel space at the moment, mm. um, and you know we we you know we we've published an NPV for for this project of seventy nine million. Then there's all the other exploration ground, and you know, fair to say, we wouldn't be expecting. You know, we wouldn't be expecting anything near that in terms of a, you know, a demerger and a spin-off to our shareholders. We'll be giving it to them, you know, at sort of, you know, cents in the dollar or tens, you know, um, mm. some, some number like that. So you know, there'll be plenty of upside for Rock shareholders who can participate in in that nickel spin-off should it should it go ahead and should we not choose to to um, pursue a straight sale, which we would do if if we got offered a, a very good price. Mm. But now you mentioned. Uh the Fisher East area has been uh, where the resource is and most of the activity. But you also mentioned Colorabi. Uh, I seem to remember there was a, some thought that the, the gold potential north of, I presume it was north, yep. of the Mount Regis gold operations on that belt. Yeah, it progresses through to Colorabi. That that um, remains untested. So um, and we'll be we'll be you know dealing the tenements um, in in enti- in their entirety. So the gold rights would go go with that. Um, the it is it, you know it's a tricky area to explore. It's very remote, mm-hmm. um, but yes, it does have good gold potential as well. Yeah. So either way, um, in specie distribution to shareholders um, potentially, yeah. or if, if there is uh, isn't a sale, that, that, that's right. Yep, yep. That's so, exactly a, a demerger and 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 in specie, but in a tax effective manner. So it's you know so so um so shareholders you know one day they hold a rock share, the next day they hold rock share plus new co share. Right. Okay. Now, just to make sure you're not uh, trying to uh, just flush out a third-party sale on all this, uh, which yeah. would be encouraged, of course. Timetable. Yeah. yeah sure. So, so um, we expect uh, around. We expect to announce something at the end of Mar- late March. Um, uh, so you know we're we're well advanced in terms of documentation and ASX application processes and all that sort of stuff. Right. Okay. And there's every chance. <clears throat> Nickel will be somewhat higher than eight bucks a pound by then too. If uh, yeah, that's all the right. pundits are right, it's it's looking it's looking um like a great few years for nickel. And you know this you know we we want to retain exposure to that project, or we want our shareholders to retain exposure to that project. So you know we we figure you know certainly the demerger and spinco case is is a good way for for us to do that whilst you know um giving giving our shareholders exposure you know and letting us focus on on you and me gold project. Mm. Okay, now looking at rocks going forward with uh, you and me, yep. uh, a real breakthrough there with the Met test work of Grace. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so Grace is 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 um, proving up to be you know very metallurgically simple, which is fantastic. Um, very very clean and easy uh, to process from from our initial work. Uh, we we spent a um, you know a, a lot of last year focusing 
on on uh, Grace and and the northern part of Grace, and now we're moving to the south. So Grace is a one of many north-south mineralised structures on the margin of the U and Me granite, and where and where they intersect the um, main load shear zone and northwest trending shear zone um, on their on the southern end of those structures is is uh, where where we see the biggest gold accumulations. So um, the the metallurgy at Grace. You know, is is good and just shows that there's um there's a lot of you know free milling uh, mineralisation at U and me, um and you know as we come south we we um you know we hope that continues, um but certainly you know there's there's a lot of grade and a lot of ounces um you know mm. at, at these north south structures. I mentioned uh, in the introduction there about uh, how the discovery of Grace has opened up. I used an oil industry term, fairway of yep. exploration that hadn't been uh, touched. Can you just explain that to the listeners for us? Sure. So, um, so historically, most of the gold at you and me has come from um, the margin of a granite and a greenstone in a northwest trending shear zone, uh, called the main load shear zone. Uh, and the um, historically, the exploration has been focused uh, looking for, let's say, a sheet-like. Uh, you know, ore body, shaped ore body that that um, is planar and just strikes to the to the northwest, and, and it's along the boundary of the granite and the greenstone and inner shear zone. So what we've discovered is that there's a there's a, a series of north south uh, conjugate faults or shears, so so related to that stru structures that go off into the granite, and they're they're not quite at right angles, but they're they're, they're off at about fifty degrees to 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 um, you know this planar structure. And where those two intersect, uh, there's, they, they form a pipe um, or, you know, a vertical intersection. And, and it's the vertical intersection that is very important for our exploration model. And that's where we see, you know, big accumulations of gold. So up to, you know, um, 700 to 800 ounces per vertical metre in, mm -hmm. each, in each blowout zone. Mm. And so if you, if you join up enough blowout zones, um, you then have a mine. And mm. you know, a, a good underground, a good high-grade underground gold mine in Western Australia might be, you know, two thousand or three thousand ounces per vertical meter. And so, if we get these intersecting structures being eight hundred, we don't need too many of them to to, to make an underground, uh, you know, a good high-grade underground mine. Now, you know, the sort of grades we're talking about are, you know, plus ten grams. Um, so, you know, solid solid grade um, for for a small high-grade underground. Yeah, almost Victorian style grades. Mm, mm. mm. um, so, how's that uh, shaped? What your exploration effort this year? So, we will be focusing more on deeper diamond drilling, looking, you know, looking at these pipes, if you like, uh, or, mm -hmm. or, these, or these, you know, mineralized, mineralized envelopes that that's plunge very steeply, uh, where these two structures intersect, uh, and um, you know, just by nature of the of of the shape of these structures, they need to, you know, you need to get deeper. Um, to to delineate them properly, and that um, and that means we need to swap from RC to diamond drilling. So there there will be more diamond drilling this year, and um, you know that will be more uh, more targeted than than the RC drilling you know that that we've been doing. Right. And are you drilling currently, or what is the yes? So um, so luckily enough, we had an RC rig sitting. Um, you know, so as we currently talk, W Western Australia is in lockdown. Uh, mm. Hopefully, it finishes in a couple of days. Um, and we had an RC rig um, up on site. So this is drilling out the top parts of those pipes that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we had an RC rig already on site. So it was, you know, we're deemed essential, essential workers and, and so forth. And we, and we, uh, part of being part of the mining industry. And so if there's a, if there's a drilling rig sitting on site ready to go, well, you have to get there. So our staff were able to keep operating. Right. So, uh, so, so that, that, um, you know, that program's just ongoing. And then we've, we've got a diamond rig heading up there, um, in about three weeks. Right. And you're, uh, funded for, uh, yes, so, so so we've got uh, 5.25 million in cash, uh, and that you know that gets us you know a long way down the track. So um, yeah, funded for the time being. Right, and what's uh, given your? I mentioned your equity uh, and uh, capital markets background. Um, what's your read on the uh, the gold sector now that you know the gold price is giving up uh, some, but not <clears throat> not all that much. Um, so, is the funds there for you know ongoing exploration efforts by juniors? I, I think so. I think um, the the you know the, the gold price obviously had a huge amount of um, uh, you know of tailwind with um, you know with QE programs and stimulus programs driven by driven by the COVID nineteen pandemic uh, and and a very very low interest rate environment around the world. So that you know that's helped, and we've seen that flow through to the through to the gold sector, and and also you know in Aussie dollar terms, you know the gold price has gone up to two thousand six hundred dollars an ounce, which is a pretty unbelievable price, mm. and then it's come back and is resting at around two thousand four hundred. Now, you know, I I think it will trade you know strongly whilst interest rates are low. Uh, so you know it it may not continue to um, be on such a you know a tear upward in an upwards trajectory because you know the money printing and the and the QE programs slow down but it, it's very support you know there's a supportive environment for gold as long as interest rates are low but some of some of the um some of the you know the, the industrial production related commodities and the battery commodities you know are definitely you know doing well and and they do you know take some of the you know equity risk capital away from the gold sector you know back into their respective areas um, you know, and 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 those areas have been highlighted with you know, uh, with a with a greening greening of the economy and and, mm. and you know, EV boom, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, okay. Uh, funding is always there for a good project, anyway, isn't it? It is. It is. If mm. you if you're high grade and you've got a good and you've got a good a good return and a sensible project, um, yeah, f- funding is is absolutely you know not too hard to get. Yeah. So, Alex, what can you tell us about uh, you know uh, scoping studies, resource estimates, uh, resource upgrades, uh, that sort of thing? So, so this this year for us is about. So it's about tying together all of the uh, drilling from 2020 uh, at you and me into a new resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, the, we'll be adding in the Grace resource, uh, and and we'll be you know using our new exploration model to in, to instruct the sort of overall global resource as well. Right. Uh, and then we're drilling two new exciting targets called Link and Junk Link and Junction, which are you know two of these intersecting. Um, intersecting uh, plunging mineralized bodies so um, so th- that resource work will be done in the first half um, we're hopeful of getting something out in March uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll promise the first half um, and then scoping study thereafter and then next year is a next year is a financing and um, and, and you know it's constructing year right. so um, so so it's, uh, there's a lot going on you know everything goes well uh... When would first production be possible? You think? 
uh, in around uh, in, in early 2023. Right, which is not all that far off now. Well, no, no, it sounds it sounds a long way off, but you know, by the time you've completed all the studies and actually built a whole new project, um, you know, that that's that's how long these things take. Um, but you know, that that's quicker quicker than um, quicker than you know discovery to 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 mine for a lot of greenfields projects. Yes, true. And I understand you've already got a pretty substantial mining camp there left over from the uh, the yes. operation back in the nineties. We we, we've got a good head we've got a good head start there. So we've got, you know, offices, workshops, um uh, they, they built back back in the gold mines of Australia days in the eighties, they used to have staff uh, in better accommodation than than contractors who were seen as a lot of great <laughs> um, and so um so we've got some nice limestone block uh reconstituted limestone block houses there so we can accommodate about 30 or 35 people there reasonably comfortably which is good from from an exploration point of view and um you know and the startup point of view and then of course the infrastructure that's on site so you know power lines roads ball fields that'll that'll really helps for for building an operation um and and knowing you know we're on a granted mining lease we you know know what um we know what the risks are in terms of you know dewatering the mine and geotechnical issues and so you know that or, or the fact that it's a previous mining operation really really does give us a head start all right Alex. um You've given us a great rundown on the, the company there and obviously lots to look out for as uh, March uh, rolls around and beyond, obviously. So at this stage, I'll say uh, best of luck with it all and thanks for your time today. Pleasure, Barry, and speak to you soon.